0: Is it cruel to raise a child vegan? That's what we're asking in today's episode of The Vegan Pod. Thanks for joining us. I'm Francie Jordan, the media and PR officer for The Vegan Society. Each month, I'm going to be joined by different guests to discuss the latest vegan news stories and debate those top issues from health and wellness to education and discrimination and everything in between. And of course, we always want to hear from you too. So make sure you're following us on social media or you can always email any comments and questions uh, to podcast at vegansociety.com. So for today's episode I'm very excited it's about raising vegan children and I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Danielle Saunders mum of two-year-old Jonah and owner of fully vegan restaurant Dirty Kitchen in Coventry and Lucy Kendrick specialist dietitian. A huge welcome and thank you to both for joining me. Um, Let's start off with a nice easy question I mean I say easy this could take up the whole podcast um how long have you been vegan and what inspired the transition to veganism Danielle let's start with you um
1: so I've been vegan for about six seven years I'm so bad I didn't actually record when I uh, vegan so yeah it's hard to put an exact date on it um I actually worked for um one of the major um chicken brands at the time (laughs) believe it or not um and I think seeing firsthand the absolute worst side of the industry it kind of it was a real um wake up call for me Um, and yeah, I was on kind of like that corporate path and I met a friend who who kind of introduced me to the idea of veganism and the more I kind of explored it, it was just, the ideas surrounding it were just amplified with, you know, the work that I did. Um, so yeah, I made the decision to go vegan, obviously left my job not long after that um, and didn't look back and now, yeah, it's, it's my whole life. Wow. So I know you'd kind of joke that you, don't, you didn't write down the date or anything like that, but was it just almost an overnight thing then? Once it clicked, it just it clicked. Pretty much overnight. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, my intention was to because the friend who I was speaking to advised me to kind of work my way up to it, go vegetarian first, and that was my initial intention. Um, And I started on the veggie route and then I was like, it's so easy to go vegan. Even back then, I mean, there wasn't, I think there was, uh, it was the start of kind of veganism entering the mainstream. So there were a few products on on the market. Um, But yeah, even at that stage, I was like, you know, there's there's no reason why I can't do this straight away. Um, So yeah, I jumped right in and haven't looked back since. So I was similar. I went vegetarian first and then,
0: yeah, exactly the same as you. I was like, this is easy enough like i'm going to give veganism a go. Lucy was
2: it similar for you or do you have a slightly different kind of journey to veganism? Yeah, so i was uh, again reduced my intake gradually vegetarian um and then i actually did veganuary about 5 years ago and um it just stuck. So a friend kind of suggested it and uh it was just reading labels back then, and even five years ago, there was hardly anything available. So it's really grown since then um, with the options that are available. Um, and it was just a no-brainer, really, um, and haven't looked back
0: since. Yeah, I mean, the January is an amazing campaign. I think I don't know the exact stat, but I imagine about five years ago, about four thousand people globally did it, and this year I think it was six hundred and ten thousand people. So it kind of just shows you the power of the power of the January. Um, So, Danielle, you obviously went vegan um, and then you had your son Jonah two years ago. Um, Can you talk about your decision to raise him vegan and kind of how you found it? What's been easier than expected and, you know, what's been more difficult, if anything?
1: Yeah, so um, it was never really a question um, whether or not we were going to raise Jonah vegan. So um, I, obviously I'm vegan. I was vegan at the time of my pregnancy. Um, and also his dad was vegan as well. His dad is vegan. Um, so we were both, I think it, it helped that we were both on the same page there. We both shared the same ideals. Um, and, you know, it wasn't just an idea of, you know, wanting us to eat the same as us, but also to raise him in that philosophy for him to have, share the same kind of ethos and belief um we all have these ideas about what we want to teach our children um, so it just seemed like a natural extension of that of course we're gonna um yeah raise him as vegan and then yeah in terms of difficulty um no I think you know there's the odd comments here and there um, but for the most part I think I've had a surprisingly easy journey um, that may be that you know running a vegan restaurant I'm surrounded by vegans a lot of the time who who are already kind of fans of ours because they look happy so they tend to be nice to us anyway um but yeah maybe to a certain extent I'm I'm in a bit of a vegan bubble but when I think about things like him going to nursery um they've been so accommodating and they really made an effort to to understand even though they didn't have any vegan children before Jonah started they've made a real effort to kind of understand um how to feed a child vegan um and make adjustments um and cater for for Jonah's needs so we've been really supported surprisingly you know I, I, I did think it would be a, a different experience but it's been wholly positive I
0: think that's amazing and I think for him to be the first you know he he's essentially set a trend then for other vegan children or other vegan parents looking at that nursery will know that their children will be well cared for and catered for and things like that and it's something that came up in the first um, episode of the podcast about as long as people are open-minded I think that's all that really matters so as long as you know they were willing to take him in and, and learn about vegan issues and vegan food and things like that I think that's that's really encouraging um he's only two but what does he think about being vegan does he understand it
1: does he ask questions he has any, any concept <laughs> at the moment um yeah no he's he's still he's still quite he's just turned two as well so he's, he's still quite young um so yeah I don't think he has really any understanding um I guess with with sort of trying to get him to understand that he can't just take everything from everyone. Um, it's obviously a very a natural thing for children to share their food. So um, yeah, it's trying to kind of cement those ideas that this is Jonas Being, And I think it's 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 harder at this stage while they are so young and their language capacity is limited. Um, it, it, it's harder to kind of stress that at this point um, when he's outside of our care. Obviously, when he's in our care, it's something we can keep an eye on. But um, yeah, it is it is slightly. But and then I guess it's just making sure that those adults who are in charge are the ones that are keeping an eye on things and taking charge of that. Um, and then yeah, it's uh, as he gets older, we can we can start to explore what being vegan means to him. Um, yeah, he he's he's such a naturally kind of loving child and he's got such a he's drawn to animals immediately as well so I think it's going to be quite a a natural kind of understanding for him I think children in general
0: even you know children that aren't raised vegan they do have this connection with animals it's the same you know with um you know when children see dogs or cats or they're just they're almost fascinated by them on a really like a a really like sweet level Mm. um so, yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. Um, You said you've kind of received a lot of support um from everyone. And you mentioned the vegan bubble, which, again, is something that comes up quite often because we are vegan. I work at the Vegan Society, I have vegan friends. My husband's vegan. So to me, the world's vegan, you know, um, which is maybe a bit of a naive outlook on life. Um, did you ever receive kind of any criticism when it came to your vegan pregnancy in terms of midwives or... Um, hospital staff or even you know when Jonah was first born I know you have to take them for, for checkups quite often and they look at their weight and things like that was there ever any kind of eye rolls or,
1: or things like that no but I, I you know I was very lucky because I had a very healthy pregnancy and Jonah's always been very healthy as well and um, so I think in that respect you know his health spoke for itself mm. so he, they couldn't really there was nothing to kind of challenge yeah I think if I had been unfortunate enough for even myself or Jonah to have struggled with our health, then you know maybe we would have faced some criticisms. Um, But no, health professionals have been wholly supportive. I think you know we've we've had our our bloods taken and stuff, and they've all come back great. So there's been no area of concern. Um, I'm trying to think if there's no. If anything, the only kind of criticisms I face have been from those outside of the of, of. Outside of healthcare, so you know, maybe I'd comment on social media and stuff because I tend to share myself and Jonah's meals on my social media account um, as a way to kind of inspire um, people who are thinking about feeding their toddler vegan. Um, And I have placed the odd comment there, but um, yeah, it's from a place of ignorance and Mm. quite reassuring that doctors and midwives and stuff have been really kind of supportive of the idea. Not even just support it, but also that it's never been a big deal I've yeah. never felt like I needed to justify it I've never felt like I needed to explain it at any at any point so yeah um it that like I said it, it really shocked me the response I've had it maybe because you know I, I spent my pregnancy in Birmingham so it's, it's a large city and they're probably you know more familiar with with all different dietary requirements um but yeah it's it's never really presented too much of a problem
0: that is exactly what I was gonna say. So I'm currently 29 weeks pregnant with my first um baby um and having a vegan pregnancy. And I almost built it up in my head that it was gonna be a bigger deal than it was. So the first appointment, I was just like, She's gonna ask me, she's gonna ask me, she's gonna ask me and then I, I won't know the answer and, and she'll catch me out. And and I built up to this massive thing. And I said it and she I don't even know if she wrote it down. Like it's like she just didn't even really
1: acknowledge it remember like thinking back to my pregnancy I remember kind of having these these answers prepared if yeah, yeah I could tell you how I was going to source B12 I could tell <laughs> you, like where my ID was coming from because I thought I was going to be challenged on it nobody
2: could
0: yeah she was just like crack on like you're absolutely fine um Lucy are there any things that that you really do need to consider I mean it sounds like Danielle and I were maybe overthinking it and were ready for kind of any any question that came our way but are there things that you need to consider when pregnant or breastfeeding as a vegan
2: I think obviously um with any pregnancy it's important to pay attention to make sure you're having a healthy balanced diet and drink plenty of fluids as well um but the nutritional requirements for vegans are no different to non-vegans, really. Um so the things that you should particularly be paying attention to, obviously, um, maybe you want to have about two to three hundred more calories in the second and third trimester. Um, folic acid obviously is something that Women planning a pregnancy should be taking up until um, around 12 weeks of pregnancy. Um, And also vitamin D as well. But again, that's for everybody across the board. 10 micrograms a day um, is recommended. So it's important for pregnant women to make sure they're taking that. Um, But again, and vitamin B12, um, obviously, that's an important thing as well. But there's no um, suggestions um, as to say you know, that it's definitely required, you want to be looking at about three micrograms a day from uh, fortified foods, which is really easy to get as well. So I think people, like you say, tend to, as long as you're having a healthy, balanced diet, you should be getting all the nutrients that you need. But the things that you can't get, such as vitamin D, um, which is standard for everybody to be taking, uh, it's important to pay attention to those things. Yeah, because I found at the beginning, um, and this is
0: obviously just my own Experience, a lot of the things that I read in kind of the leaflets and the the booklets that the midwife gave me were things that. I wouldn't have as a vegan anyway so you know they said to avoid um raw fish pate i think it's like certain pasteurized milks and so actually i was like oh i feel like i've almost got a little head start here because i'm not going to miss those things because i don't
2: have them anyway Um, Yeah. when you think about kind of safe foods that are things that you have to avoid um for safety reasons during pregnancy is is mainly meat and dairy that contain things like salmonella and listeria. um I think with vegans, there's one thing to watch is just obviously washing your salad and fruit well and mm. things like that. Um, but yeah, all of those foods that you're all those are, you know, non vegan anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, do you think there's been an increase in the number of vegan pregnancies and kind of children being raised vegan from birth in recent years as the number of vegans just generally grows?
2: I think it's definitely something that we obviously are going to see more of because people are more and more people are becoming vegan or um so I think that's something that health professionals are becoming more aware of um and there's going to be more and more information out there and guidance and I think that's really important as well and that guidance and guidelines are developed so that information can be given to pregnant women so it's just not a blanket so there are leaflets and booklets specifically on um, vegan pregnancies um, and raising vegan children that are going to be that could be available for women who are having vegan pregnancies and raising vegan children yeah because I think for so long there was just this
0: common misconception if you're like me and you google absolutely everything I felt like every time I went to google something just you know a general question about vegan pregnancy it would just come up with is it safe to raise Uh, is it safe to to raise a child vegan is a vegan pregnancy safe and it's loads around that word safe but do you think that's because up until now there maybe hasn't
2: been as much research or, or interest in the subject I think so and also I think it's almost like we look at what what is taken out rather than what is putting into a healthy diet so like I say as long as you've got all the you know the right balance of your diet you should be getting all the nutrients you need yeah you, you might have to you know supplement. Vitamin B12, obviously, is recommended, and, and vitamin D. But apart from that, you can still, and you can still get those things from fortified foods as well. Mm. Um, but I think there's almost like a a panic. Uh, yeah. Like, where do you get your protein from? Well, there's plenty of protein in in vegan foods and plants um, as well. So I think it's just that it's a different from what people see as the norm, isn't it? So there's that automatic panic. It's not safe. It's it's just different to what we would have, what people normally perceive as
1: being yeah. I think as well when you're I mean you're probably going through this feeling now but when you when you are pregnant you think it's such a massive undertaking that your body's creating this human and they're growing inside of you and, and you do see it as such like a Enormous undertaking, and you're going to need all of these additional, but like Lucy said, it, we're looking at what did you say 200 to 300 additional calories? Um, which isn't you know, that's mm-hmm. snacks, that's, that's really material. Material,
2: <laughs> some plant based milk. You know, it's like fortified <laughs> cereal, plant based milk. You're going to get quite a lot of nutrients from that as well. You don't need to go, yeah, this is misconception, isn't there? That um, your body is amazing, it'll do it'll provide exactly what it needs to do, but obviously. Mm-hmm um I'm sure there's diets out there (laughs) that are you know quite unhealthy or people don't get a good balance and they still manage to you know get through a pregnancy so vegan diets probably have the edge um to have more kind of fresh fruit veg um kind of fiber as well um so yeah I think as well that kind of the
0: word safe and safety is is a really (laughs) it's such a funny one because I think, you know, there's so much in a parent or or a mum's intuition and you would never do something if there was even a question of it being unsafe. So that as well, you know, I think there needs to be kind of a bit more respect in a way for people who choose to raise their children vegan, because I think, we almost again back to to Danielle and I coming prepared with answers we almost over-research I do more I know more about my diet now than I ever did before I went vegan because I read up on everything maybe because I am used to being questioned or or whatever it is so when it comes to kind of has anyone ever said to you Danielle like oh is it are you sure that's safe or uh, the safety issue has that come up
1: before yeah definitely and like you say is it's you know it's not um it's never from anybody in real life. Um, those who know me in person kind of know that, you know, it's not anything that I would undertake lightly. Um, but like you say, it's, it's all, it's almost offensive that you, that they assume that you haven't done that research, that you've just kind of, you know, floated into this idea that I'm just gonna, yeah, take a, a lax approach to my child's nutrition. My child is, is the most precious human being in the whole world. To me, of course, I'm gonna only want to give them the very best, um, so, yeah, it is, it is a bit frustrating when um, people challenge you on that. Um, but it, I suppose to them, it's just so different to what they're used to. It's so alien to what they're used to, or they think it's so alien to what they're used to. Um, so, yeah, they can't comprehend. But you'd think that they'd take a step back and just kind of consider that to trust your abilities as parents.
0: Yeah, and as Lucy said, I mean, you know, it's... It- in a way the proof's in the pudding as long as it's healthy and and you know then it kind of it speaks for itself really um Lucy is it true that it's much harder to get all the nutrition that a baby or child needs from a a vegan diet or is that kind of one of these these things that's thrown around again that we don't really it's not really true
2: yeah I think again you know as long as um that child's having well obviously when the child is eating as well as um just having milk or your breastfed um then i think you should be able to get all of the nutrients that you need again with a well balanced um well balanced intake so um again it's things like vitamin d and there is some research in the department of health suggests um fortifying b12 as well uh, on a daily basis but it, you should be able to get all the nutrients that you need on a well
0: balanced diet um and breastfeeding kind of and formulas also just in, you know not even just in the vegan movement but just in general i know is kind of seen as a quite a controversial topic um and i've heard before that people think that calcium has to come from dairy um but we can get it from loads of
2: other places can't we Yeah, so calcium can come from fortified uh, milks, yogurts, um, green leafy vegetables, almonds, seeds, calcium set tofu. The list is endless. You can get (laughs) calcium from lots of different places. It doesn't have to come um, from dairy at all. That is a huge misconception. Uh, And that's one of the things as well that people like to go to straight away. Where Where do you get your calcium from? Just as if, you know, dairy milk is the only place on the planet that you can get it from. Um, and lots of these foods overlap with different nutrients as well, so you know it's not just going to one particular food for one nutrient. They come in abundance, you know, they overlap all the time. Um,
0: Danielle, you said kind of you take pictures of Jonah's meals for for Instagram. Uh, I'm gonna have to follow you for some inspo when my baby's here. Um, what kind of things? Like, can you kind of describe the sorts of things that that you Put out for him and and what he
1: likes, what he doesn't like. Is there anything in particular that? So we. Yeah, we, um, practiced baby led weaning from when Jonah was six months old. So, uh, he's always pretty much shared our meals. Um, so he's got quite, I mean, he's entering that stage now he's two. <laughs> um, so he, he is entering the picky phase, um, <laughs> but from when he was a child, he's had a really kind of diverse palate, Um, and even till now he still loves his couriers. Um, I might... Frequently, make curries. Um, chickpeas are a great way to get like extra veg in as well. Um, just chop them up, dice them up, um, and mix them all in. So we can't he can't pick them out. Um, yeah, like curries, chilies are always really popular. Um, just just your standard meals, really. Um, I'm a big fan of kind of any opportunity to kind of add some nutrition in there so anything I can kind of like sprinkle some flax into some ground flax into or I can get some you know additional vegetables chopped up into there um big fan of doing that um but yeah anything with rice (laughs) that's Jonah's favorite food at the moment he absolutely loves rice so yeah Korean rice is his go to I mean, Jonah seems to eat better than I do, to be honest.
0: That sounds, <laughs> I mean, that sounds amazing. Um, supplementation is another one that always seems to come up. Again, usually when you're talking to non-vegans about the vegan diet, it's like a very really common misconception. They have this thing about, well, it can't be that healthy because you will supplement and, and things like that. That's one in particular that comes up a lot of the time when I do um, media interviews. They love to kind of quiz me on my supplementation, are there supplements that vegan children like must be taking should be taking um that adults don't necessarily need and vice versa like when does it swap lucy is there like an age where they should be taking certain things and then it it kind of they grow out of it or what's what's the rules i hate using that word but what's the
2: what's the advice for supplementation and, and vegan children So I think um, obviously we just we have touched on um, vitamin D and B12 being supplemented for vegan children. And then others to consider are um, A, C and D that you can get combined, which um, are recommended from about six months to five years. Um, And that's about it, really, I would suggest. Um, I mean, there's lots of. Kind of different opinions out there about what supplements and how, you know, how much um a child should take um but certainly vitamin d is important unless your child is bottle fed then obviously the the formula is going to be fortified Um, vitamin d is important and um also b12 but again a very small amount and that's if you're not going to be able to get that from fortified foods because you should you can you can get it that way and vitamin d is bones bone health Um, So vitamin D and calcium together. Yeah. um, So good for important and also for the nervous system as well.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: And I guess as well,
0: you know, it's it's hard, I guess, talking about supplementation because each child will also be different and each, you know, the diet they follow and and the needs of each individual child will be different as
2: well. (laughs) I think it goes in age range, really. So, but then again, it depends on the on the on the child's diet, doesn't it? Like you say. So, um, but if you're focusing um, on making sure that the diet is varied and you know has a good range of fruit, veg, grains, beans, pulses, and nuts and seeds in there, you should be able to get all of that uh, nutrition um, that you need, as well as fortified foods as well, such as um, plant milks and soy yogurts and and things like that.
0: And Danielle, was that something that you looked into, or I mean, you used to work at the Vegan Society, so you'll know all about veg one. Um, so was supplementation kind of already on your radar beforehand? Yeah, definitely, but um,
1: yeah, as Lucy said, um, I, I, my bigger focus is making sure that he has a varied diet. I think first and foremost, um, that's where my energy is focus the the supplementation it's we definitely do he does have his vitamin every day um but that's kind of more so that I don't have to worry about that I don't have to kind of add up you know what he's getting from his fortified foods he does have like his fortified plant milks and stuff like that but I don't have to keep log of that because I know he's gonna get that constant supply from his supplementation anyway um but yeah um yeah we still make sure that he he gets it
0: mm. it's exactly the same you know myself I take veg one and I took it to my um an appointment with my with my midwife um because I know that it's like perfectly fine to take uh while pregnant and also breastfeeding and like when she looked at it she was like yeah these are kind of exactly the things that almost everyone should be taking anyway so I think that's important to remember when talking about supplementation it's not just um a vegan thing um you may have seen a story in the papers um, last week. It's a primary school in Lancashire. Um, the Vegan Society media phone was ringing off the hook when this, when this story broke. Um, the head teacher has essentially removed um, all meat um, from the canteen, but also she asked parents not to include it in the school lunchboxes. Um And her reasoning behind it was um, essentially to encourage the children to think about climate change and reducing their their meat and things like that. Um, So the 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 kids are essentially eating vegetarian for six hours of the day. Um, But there was obviously quite a lot of backlash. There was some parents who said they would gonna take their child out of the school, um, and and things like that. And so when the vegan society staff kind of went on and did media interviews with LBC and talk radio and things like that, the constant question that kept coming up was about choice and whether it was the head teacher's choice to take that away, whether it should be the children's choice and things like that. And it is something that kind of comes up in conversation when you talk about raising a child vegan, it's oh we should give them the choice. Um, but I don't know about either of you. I was raised um, non-vegan, and I wasn't given that choice. And it was once I had the choice, I went vegan. Um, so, kind of, what do you think about that whole thing? On oh, it should be the child's choice to go vegan.
1: Where where do you stand on that? I completely agree with you. That was my thoughts exactly. Um, Saying so we don't we don't get the choice to to consume, or to to choose what we want to consume as we're children. And um, when we're children, yeah, it's I don't see why it's any different for vegans who want, and you know, especially because veganism isn't just about diet. It's not just like I want to share my diet with my child. I'm sharing my whole philosophy. This is important to me, just like somebody who has a religious belief um, that they're going to want to share that religious belief with their with their children. Um, And obviously, you know, you raise. Children in, in the way that you see fit, in the way that you believe is, is the best way to be a human being. And that's what I believe that veganism is. Um, so yeah, um, you know, he, he's going to get to an age where he's going to make his own choices in life. I, I won't be able to control what he what he chooses to consume or what he chooses to buy. Um, but my job as his parent is to guide him. My, my job as his parent is to show him all angles of life into and, and to kind of yeah to the best of my knowledge showing how to be the best kind of human being
0: yeah I think that's really important to remember this story obviously was focused on diet but as you said we're sharing more than that veganism more than that it's not a diet it's actually a lifestyle mm-hmm. um Lucy what, what do you think
2: about kind of that argument of it should be we should give the choice to the child I think um because I'm a mother myself my daughter's 17 so I, I think I, I wish I'd have bit you know could turn back at the time and have had a vegan pregnancy and I think it would have been a lot easier um to raise a child I want to say from scratch but that's probably not the right say, <laughs> um, you know from from conception to through, right or right the way through as, yeah. as a vegan because um once you kind of because obviously I've only been vegan for part of her life and she was you know she's got her own mind Uh, although some things have seeped in it's still ultimately her choice so Mm -hmm. I think it's easier if you I think when you change something I think that's when it's harder to accept almost because then it's almost like um, you've had it one way and then all of a sudden something's different so people probably don't deal with that as well as if it had been something right from the start Mm. Um, but yeah it is more it's more than diet it is obviously your, your values and And your ethics and your beliefs. So um I think it's difficult. When your children get older and they want to make that decision, all you can do is your best and kind of, you know, guide them to show them the reasons why you do something and hopefully they'll follow suit. Um Mm. but I think that's easier if you start from the beginning rather than midway through their life. So yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's because I went vegan at twenty five or twenty-six and The way my mum reacted was just so strange you know it's like I'd grown another head like she just was so freaked out by it and all it was essentially at that point was I was just going to be eating more fruits and vegetables which is what we tell our children constantly and actually my diet got so much better when I went vegan. I ate things that I hadn't eaten I don't even know if I'd had an aubergine before I went vegan you know like I found I included so much more, but yet to her, it was just this really strange concept. And by that point, I was very much an adult. (laughs) And she still almost had a weird thing about, you know, the choice I had made.
1: Um, That's a big part of it as well, though, because you don't necessarily hear people making those arguments when it's a vegetarian family and they've chosen not to feed their child meat. I think just the word vegan has so many connotations to it that people automatically assume it's something that you're kind of... You know, you're pushing on your child, and you're living this really alien kind of lifestyle. And it's like, my my child probably eats the same meals that your child eats. It's just instead of instead of um, beef in their spaghetti bolognese, I'm using soy mints instead. You know, it's, if their life is probably way more similar than you than you yeah. ever it was, but um, yeah, just the idea, the word vegan itself, I think it's enough to kind of scare people. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, do you do you kind of I know Jonah's only at nursery now, but do you are you hopeful about what his uh, options will be like at school because of the way the world's going? I know you said right at the beginning it's become mainstream even in the time that that actually all three of us have gone vegan. So and I know a lot of schools are introducing a, ven- a vegan option, if not a vegan menu. So do you actually feel quite confident that
1: he'll be well catered for by the time he gets to school? yeah definitely I mean um, I'm seeing more and more families around me with young vegan children um, as I said his, um nursery very receptive we looked around at a few nurseries and the first one we went to um, we asked them if they'd be able to cater for a vegan child um, and they asked if, if is vegetarian okay <laughs> so that, that kind of yeah there's an indication there. but then we went to the second one and they were like okay we can look at like where we're um, adding honey or you know which things of um vitamins derived from animals and stuff like that so uh i could i could see that they already had some level of understanding of what veganism was which is a really kind of encouraging sign um so yeah even though yes yeah, I, I see it's only going to improve it's only going to get bigger and better um and i mean even the fact that jonah can you know we're we've caught out on the high street somewhere we need to grab something to eat I can always find something there's always going to be something there so it's not like his lifestyle has to be too dissimilar to anyone 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 else's um and yeah hopefully that's going to extend to school as well
0: and as he gets older and things you know like birthday parties and um you know you said he's at that age where he kind of you know food like they just kind of all share each other's food and things like that i've got two vegan nieces and i know birthday parties in particular can be a bit of an issue just because there's excitement and they're all a bit hyper and then there's like cupcakes and you know maybe the parents haven't necessarily even with the best intentions maybe you've got um the vegan child fruit while the rest have cake and it's a bit you know it's they're not quite the same thing so is that something that you've come across al- already at this age or is that
1: something that I mean, because obviously most of Jonah's life has been in the pandemic. So he hasn't, he hasn't, that, that many parties. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I've always kind of, you know, you spend a lot of time thinking about these things when you're pregnant, especially, and that was, I was pregnant before the pandemic. So I had no clue what was going to come. Um, but, you know, I'd always planned to make sure I have cakes and, you know, vegan safe alternatives to take with me um if we ever were, were in one of those situations. Um but yeah I guess it's on us as parents to kind of minimize that risk um and to try and yeah just to make sure that you're that you're prepared. Um it, there's always going to be those I suppose it's the same with children who have allergies and stuff. Mm. Uh, it's it's just kind of staying one step ahead and and just trying to make sure that you're prepared.
0: Yeah, I know the vegan trademark um I think it was last year we worked with Archie's Allergies, the charity. to It was a um, kind of a vegan version of the Colin, the caterpillar cake, which was very exciting when that came out. I imagine a lot of vegan children getting that for their birthday um, away from food. And we kind of touched on it a little bit, but... You know, when I was at school, it was things like um, I don't know if either of you did this, but you at Easter time, I mean, it's horrible to think about now, but you would hatch eggs and uh, hatch chicks in the classroom. Um, I know like children still nowadays visit aquariums, visit things like um, farms to learn, you know, old McDonald's and all that stuff. Um, kind of where do you stand on that in terms of the child then missing out on something like a school trip or? Or, you know, that's difficult because you have to explain to them why they can't go, but it almost
1: can seem as though they're being punished for something. This is a really, really tricky area. So we've definitely experienced this with family so far. Um, We were asked specifically if, you know, Jonah's cousin was going to... it wasn't an aquarium um and they asked if they could take Jonah along and I said no you know you know it's a nice way to spend you know I know that you want to spend time together and you see it as like a nice way to spend time together um but from our perspective you're going against everything that we stand for as a family and um we're just not comfortable with that so you know I think it's important to understand that for so many of us, for people in our generation, we've gone vegan at a later stage. So, for those first twenty-something years of my life, I was completely ignorant to, to to all of these concerns. So, I extend the same kind of understanding to my family. So, I'm I'm kind in my in my explanation as to why I don't want Jonah to participate in that. Um, but I do think it's it's important to show that consistency because, as I said, you know, I want Jonah to be raised with these these ideals and to do that it's going to take an element of kind of consistency to all areas so kind of relenting and saying oh you can just go on that school trip because i don't want you to miss out uh,
2: how much weight then does the idea of veganism mm. have sure. to actually Good. as well if he's growing up with those ethics and values and he was you know going along to that he might be quite unhappy to experience that as well because it might find him quite, quite upsetting um going to certain settings where he's not comfortable with seeing animals in you know certain habitats or so hopefully <laughs> half the work will be done for you <laughs>
0: yeah I think I think that's really true and really important to remember um I always say this about the staff at the vegan society I find everyone's really compassionate and, and empathetic and I'm like I don't know if I'm just lucky to have colleagues like that or if it's a vegan thing um what what kind of what do you think veganism teaches um children again away from from just food and,
2: and diet um i think obviously there is the compassionate side and the reason why you know it's important to be kind to animals and you know exploiting animals and why it's not nice to see those things or to attend those things i think you know that should be instilled especially if they're raised with vegan morals. so yeah it's um, not just about diet it's huge isn't it and um it's about education but then there's a lot of things out there that would be quite upsetting for children to have to learn as well. Um, but I think if they've got an understanding and they, you know, they've been raised in a vegan family, then they probably actively want to know more about that as well. So um, it's a balance, isn't it? And I can imagine it's quite a difficult balance to get right as well because it is very upsetting and it can be quite disturbing, the truth, if they were to be exposed to that. So, yeah, I can imagine it's difficult.
1: Just to add, I'd say um, just consumption in general. I think one of the major things that I found with going vegan is that it just—I found it really beneficial to add in that extra layer of thought when when buying anything. I think just to consider the journey that that product's had to get to you, it makes you—it it kind of has this knock-on effect to all areas of your life. So you're far—you end up being a far more kind of considered and and thoughtful person um that may just be kind of my hopeful thinking <laughs> but yeah i hope that you know if, if he has to think about did an animal have to be harmed to get this product he also has to think about did did humans have to be harmed to get this product or you know what's the better alternative Or and then as by extension he's thinking you know how can i be kinder just generally
2: you're also thinking yep. about the environmental impact there as well isn't it so it goes on then so it's like it's not even just about animals or it's a it's the whole picture isn't it mm-hmm. yeah massively I think
0: one of the things that's quite interesting about um the three of us is we're almost at three different stages of of motherhood and it's something that someone asked me right at the beginning um whether kind of motherhood's changed or cemented my vegan beliefs and there was a panorama documentary um earlier this month about um the dairy industry and i mean i've always always known it to be an awful thing that happens when calves are taken away um from their mums but there's something about having my own baby now that's almost made that worse in my in my head is there anything about motherhood that's changed your vegan beliefs made them stronger or
2: I think 100% for me especially with the with the dairy industry um particularly you know with mastitis and all the things and just the pain and things that you go through as a you know following pregnancy and as a mother so why should we inflict that on another sentient being absolutely yeah females get the raw end of the deal don't they then? um and then to have their babies ripped away from them it's just um you know knowing that ah, that whatever animal it is has feelings and you know knows what's happening to them yeah definitely so it makes it even more of a I don't know it's quite raw really to think mm. about the mother and another mother going through that yeah you do have this
1: this yeah unreal <laughs> Love for your child that you've never really experienced before, and I think it just amplifies your feelings of compassion for for all living beings, really. I think that um, yeah, obviously I was very I was very set in my ways when i when I was pregnant with Jonah anyway, I was definitely vegan i was there was nothing much changed in my mind, but yeah, I do think that it kind of um motherhood would kind have of softened me to a certain extent and um yeah just kind of cemented my idea that that I want to be the best version of myself for my son because I want I want to show uh, I want to be a, a good example for him mm. I'm going to blame
0: the pregnancy hormones. I can feel my eyes like welling up like a little bit,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. and that's a big, and that's a big part of it as well. Those hormones, they, they do, they do make you kind of yeah have a lot of empathy, and it, it kind of. I mean, I'm two years in, and it, it hasn't kind of dulled yet. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, I'm going to have to get get a tissue.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> we've got some um comments. We just like to include comments um from social media um. And obviously, as you can imagine, this this uh, topic got lots of people talking. Um, Jennifer on Facebook says, I think you should feed your child vegan until they're old enough to choose for themselves. The default needs to be turned on its head, um, which I think is a really interesting point. Um, if you then explain to them where meat and dairy come from and they still want to eat it, it's their choice. But you also need to explain the environmental and health issues as well, giving them arguments on both sides. It's kind of what we talked about. You know, we were all raised non-vegan and and when we had that choice um, we all switched. Um, Lindsay on Facebook um, says my daughter's vegetarian, my son is a hardened carnivore but they eat and enjoy pretty much all of the vegan meals I cook for them, all the baking we do together is vegan, they know and understand why I'm vegan um, and I hope that they choose to continue with a primarily plant-based diet, but freedom of choice has been taken away from us enough over the last few years. So I'll let them decide what they wish to do as they get older. I think that's a, that's actually a really good point about if you, Lucy, I know you kind of said that if you could go back and, and do it again, you might, you might change things. But for people who have just gone vegan later in life with older children, that's probably quite a nice way to get them into it by
2: cooking vegan meals at home and getting them involved in baking and things like that yeah absolutely and you know my daughter did um, GCSE home economics and she blew the teacher away with three-quarters vegan meal and every week every week she would go in with vegan ingredients and make a better version of whatever was making so um it just goes to show you know it does rub off and they they do i think it does it trickles in slowly but they don't always like to admit it and I'll hear her telling other people about things and I think oh, okay <laughs> but I'm never you know really forceful with it or anything like that so I think it does get through um they just kids yeah leading by example is probably the best way to go isn't it mm
0: um and one more um samantha on twitter um she said i think this discussion needs to be informed by clinical and pediatric studies as opposed to feelings which i think is quite interesting um lucy do you find when people come to you um obviously as a specialist dietitian they want kind of more the facts
2: than than the feelings i think the facts are important um and obviously you know if they're coming to you to ask that information then they it just goes to show that they, you know, they want to have the best for their child or the, throughout their pregnancy. Um, and there's a lot, you know, the, the British Dietetic Association has confirmed that, you know, a vegan diet is healthy at any age. So, yeah, there's no concerns there. Um, <laughs> there's plenty of there's plenty of uh, information out there to confirm that it's absolutely fine to be following a vegan diet if you're pregnant or, you know, to raise a vegan child and do um last question do either of you wish that you had been raised vegan uh for me yeah it would have been great but I suppose I don't really know any different now I'm just mm. glad that I found it veganism you know even though I was what, what 35 when I did um I wouldn't look back now and um I'm just glad it's come to me now but yeah it would have been nice to have obviously been raised vegan um There's
1: not much I can do. I mean, I would have um, yeah, loved to have been raised vegan. I think the difference is you can always, you know, for some reason you decided you did want to be a meat eater, you can always undo that and change that. You can't undo having been raised eating meat. So, yeah, like there was a comment earlier, you said it should be the default. I I agree with that commenter um, that it
2: makes more sense if we are getting the choice that the default is that they're vegan first. And if you yeah. think about it, you know, especially for women who who are fortunate enough to be able to breastfeed, the first foods that you have are your mother's milk, and then fruit, vegetables are the first foods that are introduced. You know, um, so actually, it's not meat and dairy that come till a little bit later on. So by default, the the initial children's baby's diet is actually a vegan diet anyway. Mm. So, yeah. I think a lot of people forget that, actually, um, when talking about vegan
0: pregnancies and, and vegan children. I think the the only time it comes in handy to have been raised as a, a non-vegan is that I can then empathize and sympathize with someone making the transition because I can easily say, well, I swapped this for this and I did this and this and this is what I found hard and this is what I found easy and things like that. But that's, yeah, I mean, I would have loved to have been raised love to have been raised vegan um well thank you both so much for joining me that was a really really interesting discussion um definitely made, making me feel even more motivated <laughs> and inspired um for my own vegan um pregnancy that's danielle saunders uh, mum of one and owner of fully vegan restaurant dirty Kitch. um
1: danielle how can people find out about more about dirty Kitch? Uh, so you can go on to Instagram, we're at dirty and uh dirtykitch.com is our website, um, or visit us from Fargo Village in Coventry. We do the most delicious vegan soul food, so please come down and try us out. And <laughs> uh, Lucy Kendrick, specialist
0: dietitian. Um, Lucy, if people do have questions about um vegan diets either for themselves or children, um what's kind of what's the process? How's the best way to find
2: a dietitian in your area or get in touch with you? and um, you can find a freelance dietitian through the um British Dietetic Association um I'm happy for people to send me messages I'm on Instagram um a, v- a underscore vegan dietitian um I think there's an underscore in between there as well I'm useless <laughs> there is there is I know you have to yeah <laughs> there is an underscore there. Um, you know uh so yeah I'm happy for people if they want to ask me any questions then I could give some um general advice around Raising a vegan child, that's fine
0: amazing well thank you both so much for joining me today and of course thank you for listening the vegan pod will be back with another episode soon so to join the conversation or share any thoughts and feelings about what was discussed today make sure you follow us on twitter at the vegan society instagram the original vegan society and we're also on facebook you can also email us at podcast at vegansociety.com. and if you've liked what you've had so far don't forget to subscribe to so don't miss an episode